From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey, and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. My name's Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Melody. And I'm Josh. And we are back to talk all things media. We've got a very special episode for you today. Not a bonus episode, not a regular episode. We're calling this one a special episode because we got some awesome news that we are really excited to share with you guys today. And we've got a special guest to join us as well. Follow us on all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. You can even email us at screenerscast at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you, hear what you guys are watching, and hear your thoughts on what we've been talking about. All right, let's jump right into our first segment. What have you been watching? Welcome to the main event. We obviously love to review movies that we've seen in theaters, but since there is a little bit of a lull right now, we thought we'd take a chance this week and share a little bit of other stuff that we've been watching, either stuff that we caught in the theater that we haven't reviewed or maybe um, TV or on-demand movies, stuff like that since we've all been catching up on some of the great and not so great media out there. So we're just going to go around, share a little bit of the things we've been watching and give our yay or nay recommendations thusly. So first, let's hear from Chad. What have you been watching lately? Well, you're definitely right about the lull, that's for sure. Although there have been some, some pretty good movies released in the theater, but... As of the age-old story here living in the metropolis of Cleveland, Tennessee, <laughs> I can't get to many of them unless I'm willing to drive a couple of hours, which, uh, anyway. So uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Netflix and specifically a couple of series. I know a lot of people like to, with HBO, they watch week by week to kind of keep up the conversation with me. I'm super weird about that where I'll usually let a series go about 80% of the way through and then I'll binge everything up until like the last two episodes and then I'll watch in real time. So I did that exact same thing with Game of Thrones Season 7. I think everybody on here, I think most everybody is, nope. uh, has watched, uh, ga- not Daniel, nope. okay, not Josh. I should know. Okay. Well, <laughs> so should, everything really is should. as it always is. That's right. So I, j- I just <laughs> finished the, the season seven finale uh, last night, but I've watched the entire series over the course of the last uh, three or four days. Uh, or excuse me. Whoa. I've watched the entire season <laughs> over the course of the last three or four days. <laughs> wow. So I am interested, and I know we're not going to officially review that, but I definitely want to hear Chris and Melody what you guys thought about, about Game of Thrones. Did you guys, are you caught up with uh, the finale? Yeah, we are. Absolutely. And? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's hard to make too much commentary uh, without spoilers. So I will just say that despite some of the uh, strange and less than excellent storytelling choices that they made this season, I still loved the entire season. Hmm. I turned off my critical mind and turned on my epic mind and just enjoyed myself. <laughs> Your uh, epic mind? Epic wow. mind. Yes, you are <laughs> Yeah, goodness. It must be nice to be able to turn that on and off yeah. as needed. That's turn on that my epic mind. Epic mind. Only way I can epic survive mind my <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, everybody, I'm leaving. Knowing this, we completely understand. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I, I, I do think they made 
definitely some storytelling choices that I wouldn't have made this season. A lot of things that didn't make a lot of sense. But I feel like they mostly redeemed themselves in, in the final episode uh, for at least some of the things that really bothered me this season. And I loved every minute. I mean, I could talk about it all night, but we don't want to spoil anything. Even though if you're not caught up, I just don't even know what to say. You're missing a, yeah. a cultural phenomenon, people. For sure. Chris, what did you think about it? No, I, you know, this season of Game of Thrones felt a lot like fan fiction to me. It gave a lot of people exactly what they wanted uh, in a season, which I feel like that's great. But sometimes it's it's better to get something that's even better that we didn't know that we wanted. Um, so that was a little unfortunate. But I do feel like the last episode, last night's episode in particular, was really well done and redeemed a lot of the storylines that I felt were strange and meandering and I just felt too long I felt like they took too long to pay off so for that I I, mm. I really quite enjoyed it um, specific anyway what, what happens in Winterfell specifically I felt like yes. the season was just it was just I don't want to say pointless but kind of it felt like it was just really doing things just for the audience's sake and it didn't really wasn't going anywhere in my opinion and then last night they finally put the period on that sentence and I felt like right. it was it was good but that could have been done weeks ago in my opinion and more interesting things should have been happening in Winterfell um, so but you know other than that I felt I felt like the season was great there are some obviously some sequences that are unlike uh-huh. anything else in, in television yeah. history Seriously. this season so there you can't really if you're looking for for moments that were spectacular you really couldn't beat this season uh, there's some really spectacular moments uh, even coming up to the last just 30 seconds of this episode uh, is just an insanity uh, that is unlike anything we've ever seen so I enjoyed yeah. it it was great yeah. yeah cool yeah there's definitely there's a single shot at the end of season of episode four that was insane oh yeah. my gosh. but I agree with you although I think I I agree with you overall both of you guys although I think I I don't know that I felt it me I agree Winterfell kind of meander a little bit but I think part of the problem with this this specific season is I think it needed three or four more episodes specifically because everything kind of just happened it was it really was like every other show uh, maybe even more frequent than that was here's this thing you've wanted to see isn't this cool right. here's yeah. this thing you wanted to see without all the connective tissue to build the anticipation a little more so I think it could have while I agree with you about the meandering aspect specifically in Winterfell, I did feel like it needed some just a little bit more time to tell a story. But very much like Melody overall, I love this show. This show is <laughs> magnificent. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable that this show exists. The level of quality that you get week over week it's crazy. is unlike anything we've ever seen in yep. the history of television. It's yep. just so, so, so great. So, okay, good, good, good. Well, that's cool. That's uh, Game of Thrones. So I've got a couple other things. We won't, we won't break them down, obviously, as much. But I know Daniel's a fan of this series, but I just finished The Last Chance You, oh, season yes. two. It's a show where a junior college in Mississippi, East Coast. Is that right, Daniel? Am I, uh, is it e- East Coast Community now. College or something like that's, that? That's not right, but I forget what that's it is. That's not right. So it's, <laughs> but it's a East, college. East in, Mississippi Community College. That's what it is. There you go. East Mississippi Community College. And this is a place that is known for its football team. Specifically, they call it Last Chance U because many uh, Division I players, if they have academic problems or discipline problems and they are unable to play at their, at their school of recruitment, this is where a lot of those players end up. And when I say it's in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi, 
I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi. It's very interesting because they have pretty much unfettered access to the team and specifically to the players. And you spend a semester with these kids that come from divergent backgrounds, but whose stories are all semi-tragic. And it's essentially them trying to redeem their lives and get back on track. And it's fantastic as far as reality quote-unquote television is this is one that i think is really good daniel have you watched season two what did you what did you think about it yeah i thought it was great it's not as good as the first season i think it's kind of a you don't quite connect to the characters like you did in the first season the first season is just stunning um i've watched it the whole season twice um it's an amazing season of television season two is good it's still definitely worth checking out but it's it's a little bit of a step down but it's a great series overall it really is great it really is is fantastic if you guys get a chance and you the thing about it is you don't need to care about football because it's not really about football although it's certainly prevalent i think anybody could uh enjoy i'm I'm proof of that yeah oh there you go (laughs) last two things and then we can move on one i'm watching also on netflix a series called the keepers i'm sure people have seen that pop up in their feed have any of you guys watched the keepers I haven't. I've seen it in my feed, but I haven't watched it. So it's based on a real crime that takes uh, a nun was murdered in 1969. It starts off with that, and then it goes into what has come from it was an unsolved crime, what is happening now in 2017, and it is very fascinating. And it's a very, if you like the movie Spotlight, it's definitely much about that time period and Mm -hmm. the Catholic Church in general and about an atmosphere that would protect people let's just put it that way i'm trying to be stay very vague but it's a, it's very very well done and i think you guys would like that and then the last thing is i saw logan lucky uh steven soderbergh i've heard a lot of people call this movie uh ocean 7-eleven it's like the redneck heist movie and that's pretty it's pretty accurate it's pretty accurate and it's not a great movie but it is very good it's very worthwhile it's very funny uh, and has a lot of great stuff too. So if you guys get a chance to see Logan Lucky, you should you should check that out too. Yeah. So that's it. Nice. Lots of good stuff from Chad. We'll have to check out some of those. Daniel, what have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of things. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of uh, breeze through them uh, so we don't spend all day talking about everything that I've watched. I picked just kind of a few few good things. Watched a lot of movies. The blockbusters have have been really weak uh, in August, but some good indies have come out. I saw Catherine Bigelow's Detroit. Uh, Chad, I know you saw this. Did anybody else see Detroit? Did not. Well, it nope, is fantastic. It is. It's a really intense movie. It's definitely not for everybody. Um, Chad, what did you think about it? Oh, man, it's unbelievably well made. Um, mm-hmm. And without digging too deep into like a review, I think I think it's this similar problem that Catherine Bigelow as a filmmaker has, uh, as she had in her first two movies, is that w- she excels when she's focused in on the one thing the event you know whether it's like the raid on bin laden whether it's this specific event that happened in in detroit and everything around the movie outside of that is less impactful to me especially like the last 45 minutes or so like the movie ends you think it ends and then it has 45 more minutes and it really that's an exaggeration uh not much i mean it's at least 30, 40 minutes, I would think at least. But it feels like it ends is what I'm saying. It doesn't obviously literally end. But overall, the craftsmanship is really, really excellent. I know a lot of people really love this and a lot of people really don't like it. And I'm probably right in the middle. But it is. it needs to be seen. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. uh, And and I agree. I agree that 
definitely there's there's one reason you're seeing that movie and it's for the second act you know that for this covering this event but the rest of it is uh i, I still really enjoyed it uh, i definitely think it's worth seeing for sure i also saw logan lucky thought it was hilarious ocean 7-eleven is definitely that's even a line in the movie so that's definitely very very accurate so that's pretty good one uh, i'm not sure if any of you guys have seen i'm not even sure if some of you have heard of it have you guys heard of brigsby bear yes i have yeah ha, ha, chad have you seen it no, I can't. It's not showing oh, yeah. anywhere it's, around it's me. Not showing, it's my life. It's not showing very many places at all, but um, it's a very weird movie, but it's probably the funniest movie I've seen this year outside of The Big Sick. It wow. is starring uh, Kyle Mooney, who, who's on SNL right now, and a little-known actor called Mark Hamill. That was a joke. <laughs> He's Luke Skywalker. So, I got uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> So it is. It's one of those movies that I don't really want to te- say much about, just because it's not not that it's super spoilery. It's just more enjoyable if you because it's so different. Um, but it's hilarious and and really heartfelt and really charming. So I really really recommend. You probably can't see it. It's not in very many theaters. But it, wait till VOD or or whatever. But um, uh, it is absolutely one of one of my favorites of the year so far. It's a fantastic yeah. movie. See, this is a, this is an area of you know we talked about movie pass in our last episode. There's a po- there's a potential theatrical release disruption opportunity in this area if someone would create a way to release these indie films in a, online where you can pay whatever premium to watch them in areas like mine where there's no way it's ever going to get released because <laughs> there's about ten or twenty of these a year. So anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm just it's very frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean that's true. Uh, I, I mean it's it, even Detroit was a fairly limited release, but this Brigsby Bear is even smaller. It's only in a couple hundred theaters across the nation, I think. But yeah, if it is playing near you, definitely go see it and and don't don't watch too many trailers or anything ahead of time because it's just more enjoyable that way. So those are kind of the some of the good movies I've been watching. There's there's been others, but uh, I'll move on to TV now. Um, I was going to talk about Last Chance U. Definitely give that a watch because it's great. I caught up on Fargo season three, which did I know Chad challenged. Uh, some of us to watch Fargo. I had already watched it. Did you guys end up doing that? Watching uh, earlier seasons of Fargo? Anybody? We did. We watched uh, yep. a couple episodes. We did. Don't, don't steal my thunder. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the okay. few things I have to mention. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, then I mean, you guys can out. talk about it right now. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved season three. I thought season three was hilarious and and different enough from the other seasons that it was, that it was uh, something new. So I really enjoyed it a lot. Josh, did you watch all three seasons or where are you at? Um, well, I started with fulfilling my duties as loser of the summer movie wager. <laughs> yeah, from last so year. Chad, yeah, Chad told us to watch the first two episodes of season two. Yep. And we started on that, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. And it is fantastic. We're almost yes. done with the season. We haven't quite finished it yes, yet. Yes, it is. But it is season- just wonderful the good news josh is that season one is is a, is equally as good so uh, there you go. I, would, I would actually challenge that it is 10 times better than season two it's and i not and i like really and i like season talk. two a lot don't don't get me wrong <laughs> really that's crazy talk daniel it don't listen to that josh true. that's crazy nick <laughs> offerman is in season two well Come on. that's true that's true Come on. but season one is fantastic uh and season three is great as well uh so yeah i've been catching up on things like fargo the emmys are coming up so i've been trying to watch a few things that i that i missed earlier on Got caught up on Silicon Valley and Veep, which are all, always consistently some of the, the funniest shows on TV right now. Uh, loved that. Uh, I also caught up on one of the more popular shows of the year that I hadn't watched. Um, I'm very curious if any of you watched this. This Is Us. Have, mm. have you guys watched This Is Us at all? 
We watched I the first episode, can't bring right? myself to. Yeah, I watched <laughs> at least most of the first episode part of it. It's, yeah. You have to stick through the first episode to the end, Josh. You need that to, yeah. to set up the framework of the season. That's right. true. But I, uh, Laura and I, I think, watched the first three episodes, maybe four, and we really, l- not really, we liked it but didn't love it. Yeah, I, I'm. I did watch the whole season, so obviously that tells you I, I at least didn't hate it. But it's a weird thing where part of the show is really over dramatic, and like some of the story. There's a lot of storylines in this show. It's it's exhausting. But one of the storylines in particular is actually really incredible and really really moving. Like almost brought me to tears in in one or two episodes. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of like. It's a very network drama, very overdramatic, uh, but yeah. there are there are moments here that are really, really good. Specifically, Sterling K. Brown's, uh, his whole storyline is just fantastic um, and really, really uh, a beautiful thing. So I, I think it's worth watching if you can kind of get over the network, networky factor. Um, it's definitely it was nominated for tons of Emmys uh, and and has a shot at winning a few. So yeah, um, people are losing their minds over yeah, that show. Sure. People that love it, hugely like, love popular. It. Yeah. yeah, which I think that's overblown for sure. I definitely don't think it needs to win best drama series, even though it's got a shot. Uh, I definitely don't think that's deserved. It's it's worth a watch, especially if you like shows like Parenthood or um, Gilmore Girls or any of those type of shows. This kind of fits fits in along with that. So it's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching, or some of what I've been watching. So, there you go. All right. Nice. That is a good selection to maybe pull some some things from so we can watch too, Chris. But I know Chris has some stuff to talk about. So, Chris, yeah. what have you been watching? So, I've got a couple of documentaries that are available to stream on Netflix. Uh, the first one that I will mention is Icarus. Have you guys had a chance to watch Icarus at all? Any of you? No. Yeah. Actually, yes. Wow. You did. Wow. Well, we had, there's a brief moment in time where we thought we might be talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. So I watched it. Well, I was hoping that we would. And since since we haven't decided that and we're doing this instead, I decided to uh, talk a little bit about it. I'm interested to know what you thought about it. Before I even give any of my thoughts, what did you think about the Icarus, Josh? I am glad I watched it. That movie is is crazy it's it one is of the crazy do- it's one of those documentaries you you know you don't want to say too much about i know that's why that's why i'm having a hard time t- talking about it but i desperately want everybody to watch it though um, yes you should definitely watch it i was gonna say if only for the like, it's a documentary but there's a very interesting storytelling aspect to this documentary yeah. that doesn't happen in a lot of documentaries there's I don't want to say a twist. It's it's a twist in a manner of speaking. It's anyways. You go ahead. You, you describe <laughs> well, it. <laughs> I, I felt like honestly, this you you get set up thinking this movie is about one thing, and it is a very interesting thing. There's some, there's a there's a central player that seems to be very close to something that he's that he loves that he that he likes a lot, and so the the main idea, the main thesis of this documentary is one thing that you think it's going to be for about 20 minutes and then it completely shifts gears and unlike most documentaries that I know documentaries always feel a little clinical in that they're separated from the subject that they are talking about mm-hmm. this is the opposite of that you feel like you are in the middle of the action you feel like you are following a story that you are somewhat familiar with 
but it's not just like a, a teacher recounting the story. You're literally with the central players of that story. You're seeing them, he, this, this person interact with that, those situations on a level that you've never, you've, you, you'd very rarely get to see in documentaries. Right. Um, it's yeah, insane. I, I think it gives that feel, that's part of the narrative aspect that I'm talking about. It's not, yeah. you're not examining a subject from 30,000 feet. No. You're right there in there as it's developing not not but, even not even it, just this happened it, a month ago you're but there it can, as it, it it continues to closer and closer and closer as the movie goes on you're like wait what and then you take a step <laughs> closer to it and then it has something else happens and then like wait what 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 and then you take an even a step closer to it and then you're realizing like insanity is happening things that i don't think i would ever do as uh, like a filmmaker this filmmaker does it's crazy it is just a crazy thing i don't how, how do i what should we even say to tell people they should watch it what is this movie about josh how would you do that without spoiling it for them how would i do it without spoiling it well yeah did you ever wonder how lance armstrong lasted for so long doping as much as he did yes and not not saying start out asking yourself that question how did he get away with it right exactly how how wasn't lance armstrong able to for so long scam the system Uh, because of america no (laughs) what watch turns out that was just my hypothesis yeah Uh, watch this exactly as it turns out josh you need to just watch this documentary because it's much bigger than that that is just that's the starting thesis it's much much bigger than that it goes global so anyway okay good i'm so glad you watched that josh and i'm glad you enjoyed it more than that (laughs) i did too good recommendation Chris. Awesome. Fantastic. Yes, I can't Josh, recommend it. Extra positive tonight. Look it's awesome. This. So good. So Ooh, much love. Two. Happens when you keep things. me quiet for the first half hour of recording. So, Josh, another <laughs> I think, doc. I think the key is don't make him watch any movies in the theater and then he's happy. Exactly. That's right. Have we not learned this yet? There's another documentary, Josh, that I think you would enjoy as well. I don't know if you have seen this. And it does a similar thing, although not quite as insane or like life threatening as Icarus. Um, but it's called Nobody Speak Trials of the Free Press. Has anybody seen this? I have seen, not seen it, but I have seen um, descriptions of it and I want to watch it. Yeah. So it starts out very similarly. You think it is about one thing, but it becomes about something much bigger. It starts off uh, talking about the uh, trial between Hulk Hogan and Gawker. Uh, if you guys are familiar with this at all and just talking about like how much freedom the press should have what it should be able to print Uh, and then it goes into a much much different direction I thought it was just going to be about Hulk Hogan and I thought it was just going to be about uh, Gawker but it, it very quickly shifts away from that and looks at it from a much bigger picture uh, with different players, a thesis, almost a conspiracy, I would say, that I just wasn't expecting to see. This one, yeah. Did uh, you know it, the story behind that trial? I did. Before going into it, I did. But again, like this is not about that trial. Not right. really. It'll give you some details that you probably didn't know if you weren't too familiar with it. But even if you'd followed along with it, it will it'll give you a perspective that you weren't necessarily expecting, I think. Unless, unless you knew a lot about it, when, and maybe maybe this was out there for more, more than I knew, but just the people behind what was yeah, happening. That's what I was. That's what I meant. Did you know who funded yes. funded the exactly. whole thing? Exactly. That's what this. Yeah. That, that's what this movie is about. Is like who should be allowed to fund the news? That's what this movie. This movie yeah. is about. Uh, I didn't and, really like that documentary. To be honest with you, really, I had no. 
I had no problem. It was it was very interesting. Yeah. I knew a lot about it. I just from just the way it was put together, it felt more like a sure. sixty minutes news report yes. as opposed to like a documentary. So it wasn't that I didn't like the content or it wasn't interesting or worthy. Right. I just felt like it failed as a documentary because it just wasn't. It could have been done in well, a way to me that would have been been better presented i would not say it failed as a documentary i would just say it could have been it it could have been a little bit better i mean i anyway i i enjoyed it i I thought it was i thought it was very good subject matter but honestly if you're going to choose a documentary to stream tonight on netflix icarus is the one um and real quick i'm just going to wrap up uh two other things i guess maybe three other things that i was watching um uh jessica jones i finally finished on netflix um which was okay Yep. I want to watch The Defenders, and I still have to watch Nick Fury. Not Nick Fury. <laughs> I still have to watch Luke Cage. Nick Fury. <laughs> I still have to watch Luke Cage and um, uh, an Iron Fist, and I just don't know if I want to. Can I just jump straight into The Defenders? Have you guys watched The Defenders? Yes, I forgot to talk about that. The Can thing I- is, Iron, Iron Fist is just the worst cast character in the whole marvel cinematic universe all of it tv movies everything he's the worst and it's painful to watch him so the defenders was good overall but so weak because that character is in it Um, he is he honestly brings everything down so you're saying i shouldn't even bother should i just not even bother with any of it i'm torn because it was it was good overall i just didn't love it Um, well that was a problem i had with jessica jones honestly i found myself just like like Ugh, it's, I don't know. Getting yeah. bored with I think, it. I think that all of the the Netflix Marvel series outside of Daredevil, yeah, are j- exactly like that. They're like, uh, okay, it was okay, I, except for Iron Fist, which is horrifically bad. I, so I, then, Luke Cage, I loved. I thought Luke Cage was great for me. Well, I started watching Luke Cage, and I'm I'm about three episodes in. And I like it less than Jessica Jones, uh, if I'm being just totally honest with you. <laughs> yeah, and you Jessica go. Jones is, is fine. I just wanted to know if Defenders is worth, like, if that's my, uh, should that be a goal of mine to watch the Defenders? It doesn't sound like it should be. So maybe I won't even worry about it. So there we go. There's my answer. You've got to overcome your Netflix guilt. We all have it. It's all sitting there staring <laughs> you in yeah. the face. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel compelled right. by my need to watch everything in the MCU. They've got me. They've got their hooks in. There's nothing right, I can do so, about it. I'll mention one more thing, and that is on over on Amazon, and that is The Tick. Have you guys watched The Tick yet on Amazon? I watched the pilot like however many months ago it yeah, came out. Yeah, a long was, time ago. It, it was decent. Okay. Was it? Yeah. Did, <laughs> you know, it was decent. No. That's, what, that's all I'll say. Is it as was as someone who grew up with the cartoon, yeah, it was oh. a little disappointing. Well, I didn't okay. do that. <laughs> that's true I <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah i think the cartoon is really good i can't tell i cannot i've only watched the first episode of this i didn't realize the pilot was available to watch previously so i, I hadn't seen any of it so i just watched the first episode and i felt the same way josh it was it was i think it was it was okay i i, I kind of liked it i'm not sure i'm really incentivized to watch the second episode but it's so weird it's just yeah. the weirdest it's the weirdest thing I've seen in a long time and just trying to decide if it actually has depth or if it's going to stay shallow and just um, strange for strange sake but there is some really good production value there uh, I mean it really does look look pretty good for a uh, for a television show so it, it looks really good for something that should not have ever been remade right. as a live action show I agree. <laughs> there you go right. for the second time <laughs> all right yeah, well that's me time. 
that's me that's me uh i'm i'm, I'm watching other things but uh i think that i'll stop there all right lots more good things to think about josh do you have more contributions to make this conversation <laughs> well very little now that we've covered <laughs> covered the bulk of my my thing but fargo is great good enough that i'm definitely going to go watch the other seasons as soon as we're done with this one the only other main thing i was going to mention is that along with the hulu subscription that brought me fargo season two we've been watching the handmaid's tale which mm, yeah is also oh, a fantastic that. show it's and yeah. we we've talked about it before it's just it's a little slow but i think slow in a good way the production values are excellent it's very dark and difficult to watch um but fantastically acted and cast and you should watch it if you have hulu i have yet to finish it what i need to wow man i like it i agree with everything josh said i just and it's not because it's so dark it like disturbs me although it is disturbing i just it's a slog for me it's pretty slow Mm -hmm. but uh, so yeah i'm halfway through it i will finish it i'm not saying i'm not going to i just I just haven't yet. It is I am slow. interested to see where they take the season. Like as arcs Wait, so you haven't it. finished the first season? I no, not yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it uh, it picks up a little bit, but it is it's slow for sure. All right. Cool. Well, Josh, I'm just so pleased with all your positivity. Uh, <laughs> I'm just for, happy to be here, Melody. Oh good. Well, <laughs> we should record that for all posterity of all time. Um uh, the only thing I have to add I besides the stuff we've already mentioned is that Chris and I definitely got caught hook, line and sinker into the leftovers, um, which we have recently finished. So oh, yeah, it yeah. was, uh, it was a, it was a ride. I definitely liked it a lot. And it's interesting because we had tried to watch it. I think when it first came out a few years yeah. ago and it was just like, it was just too dark for me at the time. I just didn't want to watch it. I didn't like it. But this time around, I was totally in, and it was kind of like revisiting Lost a little bit in a good way, like in a good way. It's still very dark. Like, it's a very dark show, for sure. But I was pleased. I was pleased with the arc of the story. I was pleased with how it ended. I just mm-hmm. liked it. I, I, I was, it was well done. It was a well done show. So if you haven't seen The Leftovers, that would be my recommendation. Chris, we need you to do a show about that with uh, yeah. Daniel watched it all as mm-hmm. well. Daniel, you watched it all? I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is what we've been watching, people, along with a lot of other things I'm sure we didn't get a chance to mention. So we would love to hear what you've been watching. If you have any recommendations for us, that would be awesome to hear. So you can visit us on Facebook and let us know. But now, the moment that you've all been waiting for, our grand announcement is coming to you next you're listening to the screeners podcast okay it is time for the big announcement guys the screeners podcast is pregnant <laughs> what? Wait, who's the daddy how <laughs> well let's not get into all that because the <laughs> jury's still out but what we do know we do we may not know who the who the biological parents are, but we do know is that the podcast is now becoming a network. We're very excited over the next coming months to hopefully get into the launch of several new podcasts, but our very first one, our inaugural branch off the old screeners podcast tree is a show called The Next 
Trek, and it will be talking about all things Star Trek Discovery. All life is born from chaos. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Sometimes down is up. And sometimes when you're lost, As many of you know, we have some resident Trekkies here on the show. All of you guys know Chris and Melody fell in love over Star Trek. I mean, if you got to fall in love, that's there are worse things to fall in love over, I suppose. Debatable. Uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> that's a very good pick. No one will argue that. Yep. Josh is also uh, a Trekkie. And so, and Daniel, to some degree, is a Trekkie as well. Yeah. But when we began talking about the idea of launching a new show, Daniel mentioned that his older brother was a massive Trek fan. And so the wheels began to turn, and we're excited that this has all come together now for the launching of this new show with your primary host, Chris and Tyler. So, guys, uh, what I wanted to do is just have each one of you just tell us a little bit, specifically Tyler, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what your background is, and what brings you now to uh, the Next Trek podcast. Well, hi, everybody. I am, well, my name is Tyler, and I'm, like they said, I'm a, I'm a pretty massive uh, Trekkie, but I'm, I'm a pretty big geek overall. Uh, everything pop culture from Doctor Who to Star Wars to uh, pretty much you name it, and I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm a teacher, I'm a librarian, and I'm just really excited to kind of go down this road. It, I, think it's, I think it's pretty pretty cool. Okay, now you're a librarian. So what? Tell me now, what is it like to be a librarian in 2017? Well, you know those card catalogs are just uh, are really awesome. Actually, it's fantastic. I love. I, I just got back into it. I, I'm a teacher, and I just picked up a, a job going back to working in the library. And I'd been a librarian before. And man, it's all it's all about the DVDs at the library. So that's why I'm I'm particularly <laughs> helpful. Um, I don't think. So I've I've. I would I would bet you seventy five percent of what I've checked out to people are DVDs. So, you know, uh, it's official, guys. You've heard it from me. Books are dead. Um, oh, Josh does not like that. <laughs> uh, although I will disagree. say, <laughs> I uh, you make up the other twenty five percent. Then that's that's good. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for helping us out. My three year old um, does for sure. <laughs> well, I, I got to help like uh, a bunch of kids. I think it was like all back to school stuff lately. But I had a bunch of kids. They gave me a piece of paper and they said they were supposed to do their summer reading last week and had me help them find like Sherlock Holmes. And one of them was looking for Charles Dickens. I don't think he knew what he was in for, really. But, you know, I helped him out and I I was really proud of him for not getting a DVD. Very cool. Very cool. Well, first of all, you haven't lived until you spent hours digging through card catalogs. So how dare you? But you wouldn't (laughs) know anything about that, probably. Oh, no, Uh, I, I learned on a card catalog. Oh, good. So you're not like Daniel, who is like everything I talk about. He's like, no, it wasn't born. <laughs> he's a, he's a bit older than me. <laughs> slightly, you slightly older. Keep it quiet over there, Daniel. <laughs> I have known Tyler for a little bit, kind of my whole life, uh, and now I've known Chris for a few years. Uh, I'm I, I know Tyler's background as a Trekkie. Tyler, why don't you tell us a little bit about your love of Star Trek, how you've imposed it, whether they like it or not, on others. I'm not going to name names. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just give us, give us a little history. And then Chris, same question after him. I was born with Star Trek. Uh, I was born a year, almost exactly a year before the launch of Star Trek The Next Generation. I never remember it 
I, I don't remember my life without Star Trek, truly. Um, we would order, and, and Daniel will remember. I, I wish we had a picture of it, too. Um, we had a we have a cabinet and I think our parents just got rid of it. It was full of these gigantic old VHSs that my dad had a, dis- yeah. a, a subscription to of like two episodes of Star Trek, the original series. Um, and I, I, I can't believe I didn't actually wear those out. I, I watched those so much. And then, yeah, like Daniel said, I may or may not have more than once forced him and my sister to, uh, to play Star Trek with me. And, you know, I would have, the phasers and tricorders and things like that to boot and, and all of the Star Trek. (laughs) It's the benefit of being the eldest. You can make everybody do what you want. Oh man. My will was, uh, was law. And except, um, you know, my sister kind of, she got into it. She does really like Star Trek. Now, Daniel, Daniel, I don't think he hates it or anything. I'm hit or miss. I can tell you more, but yeah. It's just the scarring. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what it is. I'm sorry. He could probably work through that with some therapy, maybe. <laughs> and a little dose of the next Trek. I think, you know, we can we can usher him into a new phase of life. <laughs> I don't think Star Trek Discovery <laughs> yes, is going to help over, me with that. Get over cocaine by doing heroin. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> that's right. Nice. So, yeah, Chris, uh, what is, what, yeah. We know, we've talked about it on the podcast, so so our yeah. audience may be familiar. But just, just as a refresher, tell us a little, about, a little bit about your love for Star Trek. Well, apparently I don't love Star Trek enough. Look... Here's what happened. So just a couple days ago, I decided to get my Twitter profile and have it go public. Uh, this was at the behest of Tyler uh, and also uh, the Next Trek Twitter handle that we have for the show. So we've been putting out a lot of content. When I say we, Tyler has been putting out a lot of content on at the Next Trek on Twitter. So if you have, if you're not following us there, you should definitely go do that right now. But Tyler, on his personal uh, Twitter profile, he he said something about me having not watched the animated series. Now, some of you may not know that Star Trek had an animated series, but it did. I haven't watched it. And he kind of, you know, he, he let that know publicly. Uh, and so I'm even now, Welcome like just to a, public few, Twitter, a, Chris. a few moments ago, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting people replying at me. How can you, how can you possibly host a Star Trek podcast if you haven't watched <laughs> oh, the man. animated series Yay for oh, the indeed. internet? Uh, oh, you know, let's, let's not exa- talk, let's not tell them about Josh being on a movie podcast. We'll just not <laughs> even delve into that. Subject. <laughs> Listen, please fire if, me. Please, I mean, please don't fire me. If I'm discussing the Vulcan arc from Enterprise season four, and I've never seen Yesteryear, which is an animated series episode, there will be gaps in my knowledge, guys. But for so, real, though, honestly, I have to I have to flex my Star Trek muscle, and I think that's what this podcast is for me. I, I've it's been a long time. I've gotten rusty. It's like you know, I was I was rocky, and I kind of like you know, I let my my stuff uh, go, and I haven't you know picked up that that raw <laughs> side of beef in a long time. <laughs> Uh, hey, so this metaphor is getting out of control. What's happening? Chris, no, were, you, were you Rocky or was Melody Rocky and you were Apollo Creed? I'm just oh, asking. Well, it was the side of beef. <laughs> anyway, you I'm know Rocky when he let his stuff go. That's right. My stuff, man. Speaking of Melody, see, this is why I decided to let the two of you go ahead and take the lead on this podcast. Because, you know... If you're a Trekkie, you're a Trekkie. Like you can't be a half Trekkie. And I, I also feel like I my my love has not waned, but my knowledge base of like quick and easy <laughs> mental access to episode names and character names and like timeline stuff, it's not it's not what it used to be. I'm, I'm well, not gonna let's be clear. Like, when you and I first met, one of the things that we did, our first date really, I went over to your house and you had recorded all the episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation on VHS and you had them on a shelf. And then you also had a notebook 
with all of the episodes labeled, cataloged, easily accessible, so that if we wanted to watch uh, yesterday's Enterprise, she would know what VHS that was on. And of course, back then you could fit six hours of you know television on one VHS, so you know she would know in what order those episodes were on. And so we could pop it in and watch yesterday's enterprise well before there was Netflix or DVDs or whatever. So in related news, if you have a DVD collection that you need alphabetized, (laughs) I'd recommend Paul Melody. And deduplicated. It's true. And deduplicated. Oh, good times. Thank you. So, but yeah, seriously, I, I am very excited for you guys and I'm glad that Chris can, can flex these muscles again and brush up on all his Star Trek knowledge. And I'll pop in from time to time with some thoughts about, all things Star Trek, but I'm glad you guys are, are taking the, the brunt of the uh, internet love and hate and all of those things. But I would like to know what you guys are most excited about to talk about on the show. Is it going to be just about the new show coming out? Is it also going to be, be about other Star Trek stuff? What's it going to be like? Tell us. Well, it's as we've already discovered, and, and you guys will hear this when you hear the first episode, um, Chris and I really can't control ourselves. It's actually true. really sad. Um, <laughs> we already knew that about Chris. <laughs> That's true. It's even even down to we, we might post a, a recording of us, just like a visual recording of us on YouTube, because you got to see the both of us react to each other while we're talking. It's really it's really crazy. Um, <laughs> but to answer that, you know, we're the big thing is we're we're both geeking out about this thing that's about to come this is you know when when a new star trek series um comes onto the air it is a cultural event it is a touchstone for not only america but for the world and especially nowadays like yeah i'm sure next generation in fact you know i know next generation and deep space nine and voyager they didn't make themselves out you know to the rest of the world as quickly um just by nature of, you know, they're very American and, you know, fewer things were synced up entertainment wise around the world. But this is is hitting the entire world at the same time. And people all over the place are talking about it in, in that way. That's what I'm kind of excited about, about getting into. We're going to do episode recaps. You know, we'll do that that kind of standard fare. But um, we're going to we're going to really try and, and dig into what makes Star Trek um, this this cultural phenomena that's lasted for over 50 years now. Um, 51 almost in, in about 10 days. If you want to see how geeky that I can get on that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think, I think that's, that's really what we're both looking for. Why do we love it? Why do other people love it? And, uh, and yeah, just digging into its meaning and, and its impact. So you were talking Tyler about how, um, Star Trek is a, is a global phenomenon. And you mentioned specifically when a new episode comes on the air, but isn't this new series, limited to cbs streaming subscribers that's my that's my main hang up with watching this i'm struggling with this because i am you know as much of a gigantic geek as as you know they come that's the big hang up for i think everybody it's the it's the hang up for me and although as much as i gripe about it i'm gonna subscribe and i'm gonna watch everything on it so I've kind of stopped griping about it overall just because I know it's a, it's a done deal. I'm going to get onto it. Um, I know that the first episode is going to air on regular CBS on air um, at 7.30 at night on, on September 24th on CBS. But the big question is, and I still don't know, and I have looked, um, the big question is how, like what time is it, um, is it, being put on the on the internet when is it able to be streamed is it like you know netflix does where they drop it at midnight um or do we need you know does it become available you know eastern time or or you know or simultaneously you know at at 
the equivalent times across the nation. You know, I have no idea. So that's that's the big thing. And I haven't seen an announcement about it. Another quick, another quick thing that I'd like to add too to this, and it's a hiccup that I didn't realize until just recently. But uh, this particular version of Star Trek is actually got a rating of t- TVMA. Yes. Really? Um, yes. So what that means is that potentially what is going to the content that will be in this television series may not be uh, available to air on CBS. Uh, so that may be one of the reasons. Uh, and I, I have a feeling that Brian Fuller probably had something to do with this, who was the showrunner of Hannibal and was going to be showrunner of Star Trek for a while, that perhaps that was one of the deals was, hey, if we're going to be on a streaming service anyway – can we just do whatever we want? So that may be that may play into the reason and hopefully a good reason. We'll see. I don't know for sure of why it needs to be separate from CBS's um, actual over the air content. It's going to be all the interspecies sex. I know. right? Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? I have no idea what that. I don't know why I've never I, I just I have a hard time even wrapping my head around what that's going to look like. Uh, but there it is. And that's that's a, a huge controversy. That's that's you know articles are being written all over the place about that. You know it could just be, um, you know is it is it more gory? They're featuring Klingons like crazy, and if you're yeah. seeing some of these pictures uh, pictures of Klingons, uh, there's there's Klingons with blood all over their faces or things like that. And, and so maybe I'm hoping it's just that they haven't said what it's for yet. But really, it, it gets into that's one of the things that I, I kind of said I wasn't criticizing star trek or discovery way too much yet because i do want to just i want to let it be you know its own thing but star trek has always 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 been family friendly you know maybe not real young kids but again maybe i'm just the weird one that was raised on it but but they never went explicit you know they maybe have pushed boundaries with subject matter but they never were explicit and so that's what i'm i'm looking to see but well they've never had the opportunity you know really Also, also true also true so it sounds like there's a there's a real air of mystery around what Star Trek, what this new Star Trek series will be. How about your series? Can we expect explicit content? When can we expect it? Where can we find it? Where can we find that explicit content? We already That's for did the mention, video feed. Exactly. Yeah. So if you watch us on video, you know you never know what yeah. might happen over there. So the the bulk of our episodes uh, will be centered around the recap of the previous week episode. So we will obviously give our thoughts, hopefully some uh, critique, and you know because we are so we've been fans of Star Trek for so long, bring something to the table that perhaps the gener- general audience hadn't really thought about, and how that impacts the universe of star trek as a whole um so that's going to be the bulk of of what we'll talk about is that recap of last week's episode but we're also going to throw in a lot of fun awesome segments as well like star trek trivia uh i think the next episode uh tyler and i are going to try and stump one another uh with uh some of our trivia so you know that's just that we're just gonna have fun with it we'd love because we're getting so much interaction on our twitter we'd love to hear from from you guys what you're interested in what you want to hear uh, what what we can do to make things as as fun as interesting as possible. What we're really hoping is though, for the first time in a long time, uh, Star Trek is going to be serialized. Uh, usually, it, it was like a a monster a week kind of uh, series, but 
Star Trek Discovery will be one continual story for the first season anyway, for, from what we know. And so because of that, we're hoping that it's going to be an interesting thing to discuss week to week. There will be a mystery. Uh, there will be characters that are interesting that are having plots that we've not really seen before and be able to discuss that in depth. So that's what we're looking forward to the most is just being able to dig in a little bit deeper, uh, discuss what's happening in the show and then bring a little bit of our, our our Star Trek expertise to the table to hopefully give you an even more full experience of the Star Trek universe. You know, it's interesting. Tyler and I didn't know one another until we started talking about this project. So we've become kind of fast friends. Uh, we just recorded an episode last night, and just uh, I think uh, it's it's going to be good. I think I think we've got a lot that we can bring to the table. It's going to be a good time. All right. Well, it sounds exciting, guys, and we are very, very happy to hear the new show. Make sure to continue to check back at Screeners Podcast to uh, listen to updates. And, of course, if you haven't yet, make sure to follow these guys on at The Next Trek on Twitter, and you can find their Facebook page, The Next Trek, uh, as well. Make sure to get over to uh, iTunes when you get the info and subscribe to that show, uh, the first, hopefully, of many from the Screeners Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for listening to us this week on the Screeners Podcast. We have some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks. We have the results of our summer movie wager uh, I'm not going to talk any spoilers about who may or may not be leading that, but it's somebody that nobody likes. And then, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we also look forward to uh, to getting back on the train of some theatrical releases. As always, you can find us at ScreenersCast on Twitter. You can email us, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. And, of course, go to our Facebook page where we're posting stories and uh, interacting about all of the news in entertainment. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time on the Screeners Podcast. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.